Hi, this is Jörn and today I bring to you interviews I've been conducting end of October on the second startup weekend Rhein-Main here in Frankfurt. It was already the second weekend and many, many nice ideas have been presented altogether 23. 10 ideas were chosen and the 10 teams got together and really, really worked hard all the weekend in order to bring their idea to life and we've been conducting some very short interviews with some of the most exciting teams and we really do hope you enjoy it. Hello everybody, this is another episode from StartupRadio.de. We are kind of the weekend after the Startup Weekend. Unfortunately, I did personally experience technical difficulties, so we had to re-record um, the um, interview with the Startup Weekend group called Classboard. Hi, guys. Hey. How's Hi, guys. Guys. How So, guys, would you just briefly introduce yourself a little bit? My name is Khan Tuong. I just graduated from Exada Business School in Barcelona focusing on entrepreneurship uh, and innovation management. Uh, my background is um, consulting, and I work briefly for Rocket Internet and a startup called Pay11. And yeah, I guess I'm, I'm more on the business side of, of the founding team of Glassboard. And we also do have Sasha. Yeah, hello, my name is Sasha. I'm kind of a jack, uh, jack of all trades uh, in the IT industry. I'm um, the Steganus co-founder and um, worked on uh, various web applications for different companies and uh, visited uh, Startup Weekend basically for fun, but now it's getting serious with Classboard. You already mentioned Classboard. That was kind of your pro project for the Startup Weekend. Um, what is Classboard actually doing? The communication in schools is broken. Teachers and uh, students communicate uh, via various technical means. One of these means is uh, still uh, pen and paper, printed copies of um, information bits that is being shared amongst the students of a class. Classboard is nothing short but the approach to revolutionize this kind of communication between students and their teachers. And how are you actually going to do that? Classboard is, uh, in its essence, is a messenger that intelligently uh, routes information from teachers to students and eventually their parents if necessary. It provides a one-way communication stream from the teacher to the student and only selectively to communicate back, which is a major requirement from, from teachers. Why just one way? So one way because we want to save the time for, for teachers so that teachers can focus on, on the education, focus on their students and, um, uh, and the parents. If we would do it two-way, this would mean that most of the students could send the teachers questions, which they could basically just ask in, in their class. So this is why we want to do it one way. So the teacher can just send the information, which is relevant for all the parties, but it doesn't um, receive um, unnecessary uh, information from parents or from, from students. So basically, what now comes to my mind is, um, for everybody who's not from Germany, if you have a day of heavy snow, uh, school might get cancelled. So the teacher can send out to all the students in his first class, um, 8 a.m. this morning, send a message, guys, no class this morning. Stay at home, be safe, and get a warm tea. And um, the teacher will not be spanked with all the pictures of the snowman that uh, the students did during this time, right? Exactly. Perfect use case. Awesome. And how you are actually going to profit 
how is Classbot making money? There's a twofold strategy. It starts with uh, the, com the basics communication feature will remain free, but we know that teachers are already paying today for uh, additional values, uh, additional features that uh, can save their time. Because other than the, the common uh, interpretation of uh, the workload of a teacher, they, they have a very strict time plan. Uh, it's not only about um, giving, uh, giving lectures in class, it's also about preparing and uh, summarizing what they did. And uh, whatever we can offer them uh, to save time is good for them. Think of uh, grade management, think of the digital class book, which is only two um, relatively simple use cases, uh, which can be supported with additional premium features. So that will be one revenue stream. Another business model is to use the network that is going to grow in order to offer uh, additional services that um, might uh, be of benefit for students, parents, and their teachers. Think of uh, tutoring in German, Nachhilfe, yeah, which is uh, additional support for students which um, uh, need some, some additional guidance uh, to attend their um, educational goals. So basically, your target group are not the schools, it's rather the teachers themselves. So you get around all this time-consuming process when a public institution like a school in Germany wants to, to purchase something, wants to buy something. The market entry strategy is indeed to, to serve teachers and uh, create uh, an application, an app, uh, which serves their needs and design it in a way that each teacher can decide to use it without being uh, incompliant to any kind of uh, data protection or other uh, legislation and governmental uh, restrictions. But on the long term, of course, the sky is the min limit. I mean, um, additional features uh, can be added that can only be uh, used to its full extent if uh, a school as a whole organization chooses um, to adapt the system. But that is a version three, version four scenario. So just imagine, for example, if we could provide uh, a system where the teachers can, can log and can analyze the grades of their classes. This would be also a very um, nice feature for the schools themselves to do benchmarking of, of parent uh, of teachers or just to to have um, like like a system to see how their students how the students uh, um, perform during the year on a let's say uh, instant basis and not on uh, at the end of the the year only. Okay, and since we're now one week after the startup weekend, you guys are actually in the process of forming a company you already have a website what what steps did you, did you do so far it's it's just a week but did you do did you um, take some action uh, yes we did we're working on uh, a prototype an mvp the minimum viable product because um, in order to really investigate uh, whether teachers would be willing to use it they need to see something we're currently working on uh, providing something that is uh, good enough to provide teachers uh, an idea on um, how the application could look like. That's one thing. And the second thing is um, the validation of the market, the validation of uh, whether there's really a viable customer base. And with starting the activity now, uh, building a company, that's definitely a second step. Did all the people from your Startup Weekend group join in this company? Well, the group of the Startup Weekend only consists of me and um, of Sasha. But right now we are trying to increase the team, um, um, uh, search for some developers uh, who share our vision that technology can make education better. And um, yeah, we are already in talk with uh, some iOS developers 
some very talented ones. And um, yeah, I'm currently in, in Barcelona and also trying to um, tap into my network and try to get some some people um, and share my share our idea to to get them maybe involved. Great. Thank you very much, guys, for this interview, and thanks for taking the time again. It was just my fault. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Hello, I'm here with the next team who pitched today. Would you guys like to introduce yourself? I'm Hui. I'm passionate about startups, and my idea is to build a sport gear rental business online um, in Germany. Hi, my name is Carl. I'm the future user of this service. <laughs> I study uh, Japanese studies uh, in Frankfurt. What do you actually want to rent out? You don't want to rent out um, the, the, the basic suit, right? Actually, we are a platform for more expensive for sport gears, uh, rather those people would not buy before uh, they are sure about that they would continue the hobby. Like golfing? Like surfing, kayaking, uh, wakeboard, longboard, uh, the good ones, they cost sometimes more than 1,000 euro. And uh, yeah, well, do you have experience as well with uh, sport gears? Yeah, in my case, I would probably rent the more cheaper stuff. In my case, I, I would like, uh, for example, if I visit my friends in Hamburg, I would like to rent inline skates to get around the city. I would like to rent stuff and uh, use it on uh, short notice. This is basically your idea. And uh, from what I've heard when we discussed it up front, you guys actually have a team together. You have a business model that is working. And but you're short of investments, right? Exactly. Um, the business isn't new. This idea is actually very successful practiced in the States, in United Kingdom, and uh, partly in uh, in Germany on other general rental business sites uh, like. Uh, yeah, you name it, Irento, uh, Laimiervas, etc. Uh, we would like to be the specialist uh, for spoke gear rental. We want to build a community who, um, for, for the people who want to keep contact and uh, learn from each other. So basically, at first, for example, you can rent wakeboard for wakeboarding for one person and afterwards you can meet him to go wakeboarding when you decide to take up this hobby. Exactly. We actually connect people who have uh, with people who need. That means uh, naturally people will come and talk together and they will make friendships if the chemicals work. And uh, for that reason, you get a, a person who is like-minded and who can coach you as well. And uh, that's what we want to see, have a happy community who help each other to define themselves and find new callings uh, uh, by doing sports together. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks. So I'm once again in my corner in the Startup Weekend Frankfurt Rhein-Main. And I do have someone with me who pitched this evening a startup idea. Would you like to introduce yourself? My name is Christian Roth and I'm the founder of TalkReal.org. And what is TalkReal? TalkReal is basically a new approach to learn a language. And what is unique is you can use the content you love. Whatever you, you are interested in, you can use to learn a language. For example, I like economics and I would like to learn English. So basically, you would use um, the content of The Economist, for example, to teach me English? 
Yes, that's a perfect example. Uh, basically, we, will, we are about to create an app, and you say, my interest is economics, whatever, and we suggest uh, an article. And then there comes um, what kicks in, basically, is a, is a new approach how to present the language or, and, and the learning. So what we do is we have a one-on-one -on -one translation. Uh, we will show you an English text, so which is your target language, right? And um, underneath the English words, you will find uh, a one-on-one -on -one translation of the German word, which basically ends up, for example, if there is nice to meet you, it will be schön zu treffen dich. And what happens is that your brain, if you listen to it a couple of times, will automatically get the structure of the foreign language. And this has a nice benefit. You don't need to uh, learn any grammar anymore. And I guess this is a big benefit. When we discussed um, this interview up front, you told me that there's a story behind it, how you actually came up with this idea, right? That's uh, honestly true. It's kind of a sad start because... Four years ago, I, I basically woke up and realized that um, my foreign la language skills were gone, did have problems uh, with German, and uh, some my knowledge was gone too in, in, in several areas. And this was um, due to a surgery I had. And um, I guess everyone can understand if you if you are yeah, a PhD student and this happens to you, this is a big problem. And I had to come up with a solution um, to learn all that stuff again. For example, English. I mean, English was my everyday life. But on the other hand, I, I couldn't go to school again, right? We, we spent 13,000 hours in, at school. I didn't have that time. So what I did is I came up with new la uh, language learning approaches, new methods. And um, over the years, um, they developed, and I told other people about it. And they tried it, and they said, oh, my God. I just started to learn, like you told me, and six months later, I'm fluent in Italian. And this was basically the kickoff why I'm here now and pitched my idea. So let me get this straight. You had a surgery, you lost all your knowledge of foreign languages, and what we hear now from your English is what you taught yourself uh, within four years. That's basically right. Of course, I started uh, learning English again, uh, but before I came up with the, with the real method, it, it took quite some time. So... I would say, like, two and a half years ago, I couldn't speak a single word in English, more or less. Okay, I see. Would you be looking for uh, some investment capital, some investments, uh, if somebody hears that? Yes, uh, an, invest an investor would be great. We actually want to build the app, and we want to go to the market real quick, and we can do that. But to do marketing, etc., we definitely need um, some fresh money. And this would be great uh, to find a business angel, especially with a good ne network. That would be awesome. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you. I'm here with another group pitched at a startup weekend. You'd like to introduce yourself briefly? I am Elder. I'm a graduating student from the Master of Business Administration, uh, Rhein-Main Hochschule. And uh, I am a project manager for TEDx Rhein-Main. Okay, and what brought you here? My uh, friends, just I heard uh, from them that there is a, such an event, a startup weekend, so it was uh, kind of interesting for me, and uh, I met already people whom uh, I knew before. Uh, it was just a nice place and a cool place to present the ideas and uh, for socializing and networking. What is the idea you actually presented? Yeah, I think Paulus can also take part uh, the the idea. 
Yeah, the idea is about a creative tech space for all geeks, nerds, um, designers, hackers, uh, innovators, and people who are doing startup and uh, startups and people who are uh, creative minds and want to meet. Because the question is, um, after this weekend, where do you meet and where do you continue with your idea? And that's why we want to create a space in Rhein-Main, which is uh, unique. Which means. In Frankfurt? We are actually aiming on the Rhine mine, but because of the Frankfurt is the largest megapolis in it, so and we all live in Frankfurt, we could start with Frankfurt. From what I understand, basically, you'll be a constant startup weekend, right? Uh, we'll see how it goes. Maybe I will be too busy next year. <laughs> And you already brought a potential customer with you, right? Yeah, well, that's also was a great uh, um, chance for us to see um, and to hear from the people that they actually uh, need what we are uh, proposing, our idea. And that would be, I think, uh, the Raul. I can tell yeah. Uh, hi, uh, I'm Rahul, and uh, I'm one of the startup uh, entrepreneurs over here in this region. And when once I heard his pitch, I thought that uh, there's real potential for you know there are really potential customers like me who want his product. And if he can set up something, uh, the startup cafe or something like that, where we can actually go meet new people, exchange new ideas and stuff like that. Because I have been coming to these kind of uh, networking events very very regularly, and I need uh, this kind of co-working space plus coffee shop and it's very costly too if you want to hire or uh, you know sit in a, ho a hotel like that it benefits us because it, it gives us a huge networking potential if i know somebody's face it gives me that comfort level and uh, maybe tomorrow he or she helps me with my ideas or something like that it always is uh, helpful you know you you become a part of the community and wherever you go you find uh, somebody or the other to like one of the examples is that i always say that you know uh, pablo's is doing coding nights and uh, We went to a hackathon and I met a person over there and he worked with us and we won a prize, you know. So, it gives you that comfort level. And that's why I think that uh, Elder's uh, idea is super and he should uh, work on it and hopefully find some investors. And we have that place over here in Frankfurt. So, I wish him best of luck. So, basically, what you are looking for right now is, as we heard, investors, sponsors. Uh, what will be the type you're searching for? So it will be a great opportunity if we would find an investor who will provide us uh, space so we don't have any uh, this uh, headache to find a place. And then uh, we can find the other sponsors, the members. It's just for the starting year. Uh, the good idea would be if we will find uh, around 20, 30 uh, companies who will be interested and who will be a members of board and who will contribute about uh, 500 years a month. That's actually, it's not... Uh, very that big for the company and uh, so just a little and a little by a little uh, we can start something and the benefit for the companies will be they can meet their uh, potential employers they can do some branding as employers and they could already uh, discover some startup ideas right yeah that's absolutely true because Uh, the company culture is uh, changing at the moment. Um, the mo what's the company? The word "company" is associated with the um, with just the, the regular workers, with the office. And the companies are not trying to uh, move to the direction of uh, the modern, the trendy stuff, the cool stuff. Okay, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you.